what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Welcome to the Brian Hanks Show. Hello, live and on tape. From beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Thursday, May the 11th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 857 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, do we have another good show for you today. In fact, I would be willing to say it's a great show. How about that? Uh... Uh, bu- 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 joining me live on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line. Yes, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am struggling a little bit this morning. Uh, whew, still fighting whatever this thing is that I got late last week. And this morning woke up, was all fired up, was going to go to the gym this morning and rolled out of bed about 4.15 and was like, no. no i can't do it so uh yeah i need y'all to carry me a little bit pam sheffield send me a cool message keith spence do something funny because uh i'm I'm struggling a little bit this morning but listen our uh joining me here today you might be a little bit confused when you're listening here in just a few minutes because we're going to have a regular friday guest yes i do know it's thursday i'm out of it a little bit but i do know that it's thursday but uh, he's going to be on a trip tomorrow and uh, be on a plane headed up to New York. So uh, at just this time tomorrow. So no time, no way we could get him uh, tomorrow. So Shane Albee, our good friend, uh, Sugar Shane Albee, uh, swap places. He's our regular Thursday guest. He'll be our Friday guest tomorrow. And then our regular Friday guest uh, is Paul Whittington. He'll be joining us here like in less than 20 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to get caught up on last week's race. He's our NASCAR expert. He's our Carolina hurricanes expert. And yes, we have a ton to talk to him about. In fact, a week from today, we will be doing the show live from, uh, Galax, Virginia, uh, about 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes or so from North Wilkesboro, but, uh, back in my old stomping grounds as we'll be getting ready for the, uh, NASCAR all-star weekend uh we have tickets to that whole weekend we're going to be up there representing you lenore county uh as uh, we're looking forward to that but we're going to talk to uh paul about everything carolina hurricanes going on we're going to talk about everything uh, uh nascar related and uh, we'll get all that in here in this hour but uh want to like again want to tell uh, shane albee uh, thank you so much buddy i appreciate you uh, swapping out so we can get paul in today or get him in this week 
because we sure wouldn't have been able to get him in next week. But you know what? That'll make Shane our uh, Friday guest tomorrow. So that'll be neat to uh, see uh, how his energy level is on a Friday as opposed to a Thursday because it's always high on a Thursday, that's for sure. But Paul Whittington joining us here in about 20 minutes or so. Then our second hour, man, we've got a really fun second hour plan for you. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the head coach of that surprising Parent Academy baseball team, Robert Kravitz. Uh, one of the youngest teams, if not the youngest team in uh, our area, yet they earned a buy into the second round of the state playoffs. And they will play tonight uh, to start their playoff uh, run at Maddox Field. They will be uh, taking on, uh, did I say tonight? I meant tomorrow night. See, I'm telling you guys, you're going to have to uh, help me out here this morning. Like I said, uh, tomorrow uh, the Patriots will be starting their playoff run. And no, Jesus Christ. The Patriots will be playing tonight in the second round of the playoffs at Maddox Field against Wilmington Coastal Christian. Parrott is 17-8 and eight overall. Uh, Wilmington Coastal Christian is 9-12. and 12. That game will be, again, let me reiterate, that game will be tonight. The rest of our playoff games are tomorrow night. It's the only game going on tonight. I'm going to try my best to get out there and uh, and see that game tonight. But, uh, but Robert Kravitz joining us here in the uh, – uh, in the second hour of today's show. And then we're going to be joining the second hour. Also, right after Coach Kravitz, we'll be joined by the head coach of the South Nor baseball team. It's also going to be playing in the second round. They'll be in the NCHSAA 2A playoffs tomorrow night. That's David Combs. He'll be joining us, uh, getting us ready for that game. And we'll do all these uh, little mini previews here in a little bit and tell you about who all's playing tonight, which is Parrot Academy, and then tomorrow night, which is South Lenore. Preparation, persistence, sense of purpose. Qualities that lead to victories on the field of play and qualities that create winners in the classrooms of Lenore County Public Schools. We pursue excellence. In 14 different varsity sports and scores of academic and technical programs, we rise to the test. We are Team LCPS. I got to tell you, I've had my life insurance with Woman Life for more than 10 years, and I absolutely could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one right here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. It's right beside Highland Furniture across from Cell Auto Mall. Absolutely uh, appreciate uh, everybody, uh, all our sponsors. We, they're just amazing people, and especially our title sponsor, uh, Lenore Community College. For 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. Uh, LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. Although, I got to tell you, today might not be the best day to get in touch with them, although I guarantee you there's somebody there that can help you. But it's graduation day 
at Lenore Community College. So listen, the Brian Hanks Show sends its congratulations to the hundreds of uh, LCC grads who will be walking the stage today and celebrating a very special day. So uh, congratulations again, like I said, to LCC uh, graduates today. And and thank you to uh, Richie Honeycutt and Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. Got a chance to hang out uh, with uh, with uh, Miss Richie and uh, several other folks Yesterday, it was uh, an education day out at the ballpark. As you know, uh, LCC sponsored it. So I uh, just had a, a blast hanging out with Richie and, oh, my gosh, just everybody that was out there. Got to hang out with my boy Brian North. Haven't been able to do that in a minute. And Chris Humphrey from uh, our state representative, Chris Humphrey, got to hang out with him. And Mr. Clemens, it was fun seeing my friend, Mr. Clemens, and just Eric Scott Whittington and just everybody, man. I, I know I'm going to leave somebody out and I'm going to feel bad, but had a good time and a good win for the Wood Ducks too. We'll get to that in a little bit here too. But uh, again, thank you to LCC for sponsoring the uh, Brian Hank show. We truly, truly, truly do appreciate them. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Wood Ducks, we'll just do a little Wood Ducks uh, being uh, sold or about to be sold follow-up. Again, all credit to Patrick Johnson of uh, 94.3, the game in Greenville for breaking this story Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Brian North has done some good reporting on it too. We were just talking about him and, uh, it, it looks like it's imminent. Uh, it could still fall through and don't think that, uh, my fingers aren't crossed for that. It's not, it's not happened yet. Listen, the wood ducks cannot make a, a formal announcement, a formal announcement about anything until the sale has gone through. Uh, so, uh, you, you won't be hearing me, uh, you know, bugging John Clemens or Janelle Fitch or any of those folks for that, because there's just really nothing they can say. I mean, they are just, they're waiting just like the rest of us to see what's going to happen with this, uh, group in, uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. But again, uh, I gotta tell you, it just such a juxtaposition yesterday of knowing this is hanging over, you know, our heads here. And going out of the ballpark and 2,200 people out there, most of them kids. I mean, uh, but just a, a packed stadium yesterday and it was so loud, a big win, the sixth win in a row now for the Wood Ducks. And, but you, you balance all that with, we're going to, you know, that we're, that the team is going away. So, uh, just, just sad news there, but, uh, Hey, let's make the most of it while we can. Let's enjoy pro baseball while we can, while we have it here in Kenston. Uh, but again, that, that's about all the follow-up I have. I mean, I hung out with Clemens yesterday with John Clemens and, uh, just, there's really nothing he can say. I mean, he is the, you know, he's still a Texas Rangers employee, uh, it's the Rangers that are selling this team and there's really nothing he can say. And I'm going to reiterate something that I said yesterday and that, uh, his, that, uh, Greg Clemens made a point of when he was messaging me yesterday, listen. I don't want to hear anybody, not one person, not one soul, not one whisper, take a shot at uh, Greg Clemens and Janelle F- or Greg, uh, John Clemens. And, well, don't take a shot at Greg Clemens either. But uh, John and all these hardworking folks over at the Wood Ducks, they have done everything. They have gone beyond the call to, uh, to keep baseball here. They brought baseball here and then to keep baseball here. Uh, there, there's a lot of blame to go around. There really is. It is not at the feet of uh, the folks over at uh, Granger Stadium. They have worked their tails off. You want to take shots of people, look at our city council. Look at uh, folks that have did not do enough to support this team. Uh, look at just our demographics, I guess, that we just didn't support 
uh, this baseball team. We didn't get the numbers in there that we were supposed to have. Uh, and they, I, I got to tell you, and I, I mentioned this to John yesterday, and I mean it. If, uh, if there were uh, 13, uh, if there were 3,000, if there were 2,500 fans, uh, <laughs> thank you, Pam. Uh, she just sent me via our show executive producer, uh, Linda Whittington, a, a hang in there thing. Yeah, I'm struggling. I, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm, we, we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through, but thank you, Pam. I appreciate that, uh, dude. You're, you're, you're a good dude. So anyway, uh, my main thing about the wood ducks is if we had been there, if we had done what we were supposed to do as a city, as a city council, as fans, and I'm doing quote unquote fans here of that team, they would not be leaving. So, uh, but get out there, support them while we still have them for sure. Uh, LCC baseball. Uh, I did. I know I announced earlier this week I was going to be going uh, to Florida. Unfortunately, not going to be able to do that trip. Uh, but here is just great, great news. You're going to be able to watch them yourself from your uh, from your computer, from your uh, from your handheld device, from your iPad, your Microsoft Surface, however you want to do it. You'll be able to watch them. Uh, go to uh, LCC's. Uh, Facebook page and there's there the link is there it would be just too long for me in fact I'll I'll tell you what I'll link it to uh, on BrianHanks.com and to this show page uh, on my show pages too and all you'll have to do is man when the games start Friday night at six o'clock you click on the link you will be able to watch LCC uh, in that game uh, thank you Linda I know you're lying but thank you she said I sound great I don't sound great I'm 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 struggling. I'm str- I'm on the struggle bus this morning, but uh, but listen back to LCC. You will be able to watch them on uh, at, at, in at home and uh, as they take on a St. John's River uh, Community College or State College, which is in Palatka, Florida. Uh, the team is taking off this morning uh, to get down there. So uh, safe travels to them as they travel uh, travel down I ninety five. To uh, get to Palatka, it's a little bit south of Jacksonville, Florida. I can tell you that much. But uh, man, uh, let's all just send good vibes to LCC as they will be uh, playing. It's uh, game one is Friday night at six o'clock. Game two is at two o'clock on su- a Saturday, and if a game three is necessary, they will play at one o'clock on Sunday. So uh, there you go. That's with LCC. The Woodies, like I said, they won yesterday two to nothing. <coughs> Uh, LCC, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Woodies, they won yesterday two to nothing against Delmarva. They're now six game winning streak. They're in first place in the Carolina league and lead the hated Carolina Mudcats by two games, man. I can't wait. I will be out there tonight. Uh, hot Linda will be out there tonight in our seat sitting, uh, with, uh, Mr. Clemens. In fact, we're going to do our best to be out there all weekend too. Uh, thirsty Thursday is tonight at the old ballpark. There's a pink tumbler giveaway tomorrow night presented by Down East Homes, then a pink jersey giveaway, and it looks sweet. Pink pinstripe jersey presented by LCC. That is Saturday night, and then it's Dogs and Dogs Day at the old ballpark on Sunday. And, uh, man, again, uh, playing really good baseball right now. Uh, I've already won the first two games against Delmarva in this series and have won six games in a row. Let's get out there and support the Wood Ducks. Uh, ECU baseball, they came away with a much needed midweek win in Norfolk, uh, last night. 
Uh, they took on Old Dominion and beat them four to one in 13 innings. Uh, the Pirates are now 35 and 14 overall. They're 12 and six in AAC play, and they're going to host Memphis at Clark LeClaire in a big series beginning tomorrow night. Memphis is 26 and 22 overall. They're eight and 10 in the conference. So that's going to be a big series for those two teams. The Carolina Hurricanes, you know what? I'll save that talk for uh, Paul. Uh, they can uh, they play game five tonight, though, in Raleigh at PNC Arena. They lead the New Jersey Devils three day, uh, three games to one. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll deep dive into that with uh, Paul here in a few moments. Uh, how about prep sports last night? Uh, we had some uh, playoff games last night. Uh, Aiden Grifton won. They beat, uh, they're the 13th seed in 2A. They defeated Nash Central 4 to nothing. The Chargers are now 15-8 and eight overall, and they're going to travel to Wheat Swamp to take on North Lenore tomorrow. And then uh, Jones Sr., they saw their season end in Goldsboro last night as they took on Rosewood. Rosewood won that game 5-3, to three, a close game for the Trojans, but they lose that, and they finish 7-14 and 14 this season. There's one playoff game today. Uh, I promise you, it's today. It's at uh, Parrot Academy as they take on Wilmington Coastal Christian. Parrot is 17-8 and eight overall, and Wilmington Coastal Christian is 9-12. and 12. Now, the team split in the regular season with Parrot winning in Wilmington 11-4 on March 14th, but Coastal Christian won 7-3 uh, uh, one week later on March 21st in Kinston. So uh, a good game uh, tonight over at Maddoxfield. So get out there and support uh, Parrot Academy if you can tonight. Then tomorrow night's playoff games, North Lenore, will be at home against uh, Aiden Grifton. They are the four seed. North Lenore is. Aiden Grifton is the 13th seed. The Hawks are 16-4 and four overall. Aiden Grifton is 15-8. and eight. And we will have here on the show with us tomorrow uh, North Lenore head baseball coach Jackson Massey. Uh, he will uh, help us preview tomorrow night's playoff game. Also going to talk to him about a, a new venture that he's involved in. I know his attention is 1,000% on North Lenore right now, but he's also the head baseball coach of uh, the Kinston Wingmen, they are a, an old North State wood bat league uh, that are going to be playing their games all summer long over at uh, Lenore Community College. So pretty excited about that, about uh, getting him on the show tomorrow. Of course, his focus, 100,000% is on North Lenore as they are in the second round of the state playoffs tomorrow. But looking forward to talking to him about that. Uh, like I said, uh, we're going to have uh, David Combs from South Lenore, his Blue Devils are 13-7 and seven overall, and they travel to North Johnston tomorrow night. They are the sixth seed, and they are 18-6. and six. So looking forward to talking to Coach Combs about that a little bit later today. He'll be our, uh, our second guest in the second hour, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, also, Green Central, who's won 18 games in a row. They're the two seed in 2A. They're 20-3 and three overall. They will be taking on number 18, Whiteville, uh, tomorrow night in Snow Hill. Uh, Whiteville is 13 and eight and pulled off a big upset of Southwest Onslow last night. I got to tell you, I don't know what happened to Southwest Onslow over the last couple of weeks of the season, but, uh, obviously they lost to uh, South North South North beat him, which was a great win for South North. Then they lose to East Duplin and then they, uh, finish out their season with a loss, uh, at home to, uh, to Whiteville last night. Now Whiteville's got a lot of tradition. Let's not get that twisted, but, Still uh, an 18 seed uh, beating a 13 or uh, beating the 15 seed last night. Uh, but now Whiteville traveling to Green Central. And then on top of all that, I want to thank Kenny Sutton. I was texting with him this morning to get everything squared away there. Uh, thank you, Coach Sutton. But Bethel Christian Academy, 13 and 5 overall. They are in the final four 
of the North Carolina Christian Schools uh, uh, Association. They will be, they're playing in the Final Four. Uh, they play tomorrow against Wilmington Christian Academy, who is 14 and 8. Bethel is 13 and 5. And it'll be played, though, at Wilson Christian. Wilson Christian is hosting the Final Four. So thank you again, Coach Sutton, for. Uh, uh, texting back and forth with me about that this morning. Softball playoffs, uh, number 13, South Lenora, coming off that big 9 to nothing win on Tuesday. They travel to number 4, Midway, uh, who is 17-4. South Lenora is 12-6. Uh, that is tomorrow night. Now, South Lenora defeated Midway in deep run, though, 4 to nothing on March 22nd. Uh, Parrot Academy softball uh, begins their run in the playoffs. They take on Greenville, John Paul II. Tomorrow, Parrot is 8-8 eight and eight overall. John Paul II is six and ten, and then uh, Jones Senior, who had a big twenty-one to one win on Tuesday. They're the sixteen seed. They travel to number one Pamlico County tomorrow night. Uh, Pamlico is twenty-one and three. Jones Senior is ten and eight, and uh, they're actually in the same conference together. And Pamlico swept Jones Senior this year, eleven to one and fourteen to three. So uh, hey, it's hard to beat somebody three times in one season. So let's hope the Trojans are able to pull that off so uh, there you go there's your uh, prep sports update prep playoffs update i am sorry i don't have anything on girls soccer uh, I, I looked that up this morning and uh, my, my regular sources didn't have anything on it and when i say my regular sources i mean encmoments.com and then the boys over at news news sports uh neither one of them had anything on it so i'm assuming north nor or south nor didn't make it but don't know that for sure but I can tell you that uh, that they didn't have anything up, and if they have anything, I will let you know on tomorrow's show, or I'll get it out there on social media too. Okay, let's get uh, Paul Whittington up here on the line with us. Uh, before we do that, though, let me uh, let, let's thank a couple more of our sponsors here. Uh, I need to do a better job of that. We really do appreciate our sponsors, and I got to tell you, uh, Woodman Lion. All right, I tell you, let's do Parrot Academy. Speaking of Parrot Academy, both are baseball and softball teams in the playoffs. And Parrot Academy is the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Uh, APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenston. And again, one of our day ones in Rendell Parrot Academy. We do appreciate that. And speaking of day ones, and well, number one, <laughs> on the line with me right now i have a regular friday guest i'm just i'm worried i, I think i'm going to get people excited paul because they're going to hear your voice here on the show today and they're going to be wait a minute paul's the friday guest does that mean it's friday it's my friday does that count <laughs> yes it does it's <laughs> your friday i like it but uh i did want it one more time and i know he listens to the show every morning i want to thank him again because usually this is his spot right now is Shane Albee from Wayne County, and I do appreciate him. And, and I, I guess you do, too, for uh, swapping out this morning so you could – because I wanted to get you on this week. Man, we had to get you on this week with everything that's going on. Do you realize where we're going to – it just hit me. Dude, I swear, right before the show started, I'm doing show prep, and I was you know looking at stuff I wanted to talk to you about, Paul, and it hit me for the first time this week. You know where we're going to be a week from right now? North Wilkesboro. Yeah, well, I technically we'll be well, in Galax, Virginia. Well, no, but we're going to be doing yeah. the show a week from today from Galax, Virginia, dude. Aren't no, we? yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Aren't we going to, or do I have, you know what? Dude, I am so struggling this morning, man. I, I've, I've let everybody know, man. Dude, I gave out the wrong day for 
Uh, Parrot Academy's playoff game got uh, like three, a flood of texts saying, no, 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 it's tonight, it's tonight. So, yeah, I could get everything wrong. Wait a minute. So, right, we're so going question, up right. there on Thursday. We're going up there on Thursday. We're going to do the show on Friday. That's that's right, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, okay. You're right. You're right there. Are, are you are you are you driving or riding? That's my question for you this morning. Or this morning, are you driving or riding? Oh, you're talking that dude. I'm not going to. Uh, the decision was made. I'm not going to go uh, cover LCC this weekend. So I'm, I'm actually. Sitting. Oh, I'm not talking. Not talking about that. I'm talking about the struggle bus that you're on this morning. <laughs> I'm curious if you're driving or riding. That that was good. Well, well played, dude. Uh. It, I'm definitely riding, man, because I my head weighs about 900 pounds, and there's no way that I could, I should be driving anything right now. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. I tell you what, dude. Like I messaged you this morning. I hope your shoulders feel good. I hope your back feels strong because you're you're really going to be carrying us for this final 35 minutes here this first hour. You good with that, right? Well, we got a lot to talk about, Brian, because there is a lot happening in the sports world this weekend. So I don't think that'll be any problem. Well, I tell you what, man, I don't think there's any better way, any better place to start than with uh, the NHL playoffs. And, man, that game the other night, dude, Tuesday night, it was amazing, man. I mean, it's a, we're down. We, well, I'm talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> but, we're, but we're down one to nothing. And you know what? I mean, we're on the road. And it's like, well, you know, it's all right. But we tie it up one to one at the end of the first period. We go, I don't know, help me here, 10 minutes into the second period, and then all of a sudden the goals, they started coming. It's 2-1, to 3-1, to 4-1, to 5-1. to one. Three or four minutes later, it's 6-1, to one, and that's how it ended, 6-1, to one, dude. Uh, I got, and I think, I, I don't know if I told you, I know I told Scott yesterday, but uh, I uh, was messaging with B.J. Davis about something else. Something came up, and we're messaging with each other. And that's when the flurry of goals started, dude. And so we've already decided we're going to be messaging with each other tonight, too, so we can keep at, uh, keep that momentum going. What Are you are, are you superstitious like that? I, I am very superstitious. So I, let's go back to game number one in uh, round number two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. There is this, uh, this father and son that sits beside us in the arena. And so my, my buddy Brewster always sits on the aisle. I sit one seat in. And then the father and son sit, sit to our left. And for the first period of that game, the, the son sat beside me and the father sat one seat down. Okay. So at the end of the first period, the Kings had an incredible first period. It was, it was two to nothing at the end of the first period. Everything was, was going the Kings way. Best period of hockey they had played all season. We come out of the intermission and they come back from wherever they were. And the dad sits down beside me and the son sits on the other side of him. And I, I looked down and I was like, no, we're not going to do this. It's the playoffs. <laughs> we just had a great first period. You two are not going to switch seats now. Change it back. And I made them get up and switch seats. So yes, I'm I'm a little superstitious in that regard. Dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, like I said, we're <coughs> excuse me. We're uh, messaging with each other, you know, back and forth and and then about like I said about something else and all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, 2 to 1. Hey, uh Pashi, what a great goal. 3 to <laughs> 1, whatever it was, 3 to 1, 4 to 1." 
And so, uh, yeah, dude, we, uh, but it's gotta be organic, man. I got to message him about something organic cause that's how it was the other night. So I, I've got to find something to message him about. Maybe he's a big Yankees guy. Maybe I'll make fun of the Yankees or something. What do you think? There's a, there's a lot to be made fun of there for a team as good as they're supposed <laughs> to be. They have, they have fallen short, but they sure looked good yesterday. Uh, Anthony Volpe's grand slam put them ahead. That was, that was a fun game to watch. Had it, had it playing on somebody's phone here at work yesterday. Okay, well, very good. Well, you know what? I've got. Can we take two minutes and talk about the Washington Nationals? We've not talked about them Absolutely. all season long, and yeah. uh, play. I mean, yeah, they're in last place in the National League East right now. They're sixteen and twenty-one overall. But dude, I thought they would be a lot worse than that. I mean, they're. I mean, I saw many projections that had them and the Oakland A's as the two worst teams in baseball. And I mean, and I did the math. They're the sixth worst team in baseball. So it's not like they're, you know, on a world series level right now, but Paul, our, our nationals. And I can say that you and I are big nationals fans. Hell, you went to a world series game, uh, back in 2019, dude. I mean, our nationals not playing as bad as I thought they would be playing, dude. No, not not at all, Brian. They uh, this we knew this was going to be a rebuilding year, right? We knew it was going to be tough. I I had very 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 low expectations at the beginning of the season, but was still cautiously optimistic because when a new season starts, you can't help but be cautiously optimistic, even though every projection out there about Major League Baseball and how the season is going to go says that the Nationals are going to lose a hundred a hundred games. Whether that ends up being the case, I guess we'll see. But you can tell that this that the rebuild is trending in the right direction with all the pieces that you got over from the big Max Scherzer trade Turner deal to the Dodgers a couple of seasons ago, uh, the Juan Soto deal sending him to the Padres last season. All these pieces are finally starting to come into place. Now, we need the pitching to be a little bit better. I think that is the one area of the Nationals game that is still suffering. But – they're not a bad team. They're five games under 500 right now as, as, as we sit. They're six and four over their last 10, 11 and nine over their last 20. They have 310 hits on the season so far, which, or excuse me, 325 hits on the season so far, which is only, which is 15 above what the league average is. They're as a team hitting 258. The league average is 247. And get this. They have the least amount of strikeouts in baseball. That's from a hitting perspective, not a pitching perspective. They have the least amount of strikeouts in baseball. I don't know if that's a good stat or a bad stat. Maybe you're swinging at a bunch of stuff you shouldn't. I don't know. But nevertheless, offensively, this team is not bad. It is nothing for them to go out there and put up 9, 10, 11, 12 hits in a game right now. Just It's, it's not a rarity to see that. The pitching needs to be a little bit better. You get what you get with Patrick Corbin. Uh, should have been. <laughs> He's your ace. He's our ace. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 sad to say, but you're absolutely right. And then you go back to just a couple of nights ago. You take two out of three from from the the San Francisco um, Giants. The San Francisco. I kept wanting to say 49ers, but you take <laughs> two out of three from the San Francisco Giants. And what was crazy, Brian, is you go back to to that game uh, where, where they lost, which was game number two in the series, Nationals were leading in the ninth inning. Wow. They were leading in the ninth inning, and then, unfortunately, uh, a bad bad pitching pitching outing ruins, ruins the game. I apologize. It wasn't the Giants. It was the series before that. 
Um, they they never let in that game. My apologies. It's all but, good, dude. Um, it's all you good. Go, you go back to, hey, you to the game it, right before. You say it with such authority that I take your word for it, yeah. okay? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all these games run together because there's so many of them. Yeah. Right? There's so many of them. But, I mean, there's been a couple of games this year where you just you blow a ninth inning lead and, and everything just falls apart. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, the Nationals not looking bad right now. They've won a lot of games out of late, and that's encouraging to see. Well, the one stat that you didn't bring up that I'm surprised that you didn't that that is impressive. They're ten and nine on the road. Now they don't have a great yeah, record yeah. at home. They're six and twelve at home. But dude, there's only like 10, 10, 11 teams in Major League Baseball right now who have winning records on the road. And or I'm sorry, twelve teams. God, I'm struggling too, dude. But the Washington Nationals, the Washington Nationals are one of them. How about that? It's crazy. They they do play well on the road. Um, it's it's encouraging. Maybe maybe we just need to play all the games on the road, uh, except for July fourth and July fifth. <laughs> play those games at home, that. but yeah. but play play the rest of the games on the road. Maybe maybe you find yourself in in the race for the wild card. Who knows? Well, I can't wait for July fourth and July fifth. We got to thank our mutual friend uh, Mark Panicelli, who is hooking us up like he did. Was it last year or the season before last? I guess it was last year that he. Uh, Hooked us up. It was too. season. It was season before last. Season that was. Um, last. There you go. Yeah, that that was when I went to. Uh, uh, that's when we went for the bachelor party. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but we'll be seeing them July fourth and fifth. Uh, me and uh, Hot Linda, and then you and uh, your lovely bride, who is uh, carrying your seed. I mean, it's gonna be uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a fun trip, dude. But before that, you know what? No, we got to get Hurricanes talk in, dude. We got to do that. Uh, Here, real quick, real quick. On this me, note, here's the crazy part. The Nationals right now, as it stands, only three games out of a wild card. God. Well, yeah, now it's a small sample size. We're 37 games into a 162-game schedule, but still – Hey, uh, again, just I have been impressed. I mean, I really thought. I mean, I look at the Oakland A's right now, dude, who are eight yeah. and thirty overall and have been outscored. Are you ready for this, yeah. dude? By a hundred and forty-two <laughs> runs this year. Look, look a little bit down the standings. This this one's funny to me. The Chicago Cubs right now, one game out of a wild card spot. They're one game under five hundred, and they've outscored their opponents by forty-eight runs. God. So they're losing tight sense. games and they're blowing out opponents in their uh, in their wins. So, but, uh, but hey, that's that, that's another that's another thing about the Nationals. Sorry, we'll we'll move on. After no, this. you're good. You're good. If you look at the vast majority of their losses, it's one or two runs. Yeah, they're tight games, and and eventually you're going to start winning more of those. You're going to come out on the right end of more of those. Well, I agree with that. And you know what? What was your last question about the Nationals? I, dude, this wasn't even anything I planned to talk about uh, more than like a minute or two, but I love it. Uh, what would be a successful season for uh, the Nationals? And I mean, uh, realistically, I mean, listen, I know you know, baseball world knows the Nationals are not making the playoffs this year. I don't think they are, but maybe they could. Who knows? But to you, Paul Whittington, give me a final uh, record for uh, what's a successful season for the Nationals this year. Patrick Corbin retires. Um, just kidding. Um, I I think success is is either is a combination of, of these couple of things. Don't lose a hundred games. Okay. Just figure out figure out a way to win more than you were supposed to. Try to finish at or above five hundred. 
I, I think this team certainly has the capability of delivering a season where they can finish at or above 500, even if it's by a game. Just try to figure out how to finish at or above 500 or at least like a single digit amount of losses below 500, right? I, I think that to me is, is a successful season and it shows and it proves the rebuilding is working and this just isn't Mike Rizzo and the Lerner family blowing smoke. So if they're 79 and 83 and they finish in fourth place ahead of, I don't know, we'll throw the Marlins, who, by the way, the Marlins have been uh, surprising too. But say they finish 79 and 83, you know, 20 games out of first, but uh, ahead of the Marlins, you would call that, that would be a successful season. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey, dude, I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm definitely there for uh, July 4th and 5th. That's going to be a fun trip, dude. You, you and I were messaging about that yesterday, and we're going to have fun on that. Okay, uh, let's switch lanes uh, over to uh, the Hurricanes, dude. And I know we kind of touched on them a little bit, but then I got off task. But uh, let, let's talk about the, the Hurricanes uh, game five tonight. And I, uh, the other side of the, of, uh, the Eastern Conference, it did my heart good that Toronto finally stepped up and won a game uh, last night in that series to, uh, to to avoid the sweep. But it made me feel good because I did not want Florida to sweep it and then for uh, the Panthers to be able to sit back and rest waiting for us to finish our series. I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, the, the Panthers, are they can be a lethal team. Uh, it's we, you know, we've, we've had our back and forth with them this year. I was glad Toronto got in the win column. I really, really, really hope that Toronto finds a way to win the next two games and drives that series to a game seven. I think that would be phenomenal, especially if the Canes can find a way to win tonight. Uh, let those teams tire each other out. I'll take either one of them as long as they can get to a game seven. Don't have a preference at that point because they are going to be tired. But, uh, you know, the Canes have a ticket or have a chance to punch their ticket tonight to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, as the, the New Jersey Devils come back to Raleigh, the PNC Arena, to take on the Hurricanes later tonight. Uh, the other night, an interesting game. The Devils get get on the board first, and then it was all Canes after that. You look at the start of the second period, Brian. The goal, the goal scoring started at the 726 mark of the second period, and it was just goal, 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 goal <laughs> for the next five minutes. Over the course of five minutes, four goals scored by the Carolina Hurricanes. They get their final goal of the second period with just about 20 seconds left in the period. No goals in the third period. They come out with a 6-1 to win. This series has been pretty incredible because every, every game has been like that, right? Every single game has been game one, 5-1 to one Carolina. Game two, 6-1 to one Carolina. Game three, 8-4 to four New Jersey, game four, six to one Carolina. It, I, I don't know if there's a record that's been set, but every single game, one of the starting goaltenders has been pulled. And then the backup goaltender comes in and continues to get rough. And that was the, the case the other night. You go back to game three, that was an interesting game. You talk in the regular season about if you can figure out a way to score four goals, you should come away with a point. The Kings scored four goals the other night and still got blown out in regulation. That, to me, was crazy. But this has been an exciting series. I hope tonight is no different, and I hope the Canes can go ahead and end things tonight and get ready for the Eastern Conference Finals.
Well, I got to ask you this too, and I saw the the little blurb at the bottom of the screen explaining it that it was a record. Not only you're yeah. right, did they score four goals, three of them shorties. I mean, which had never happened before in a, a game. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. But you know what? The thing that impressed me, Paul, and yes, I'm going back to the eight to four loss, not even the six to one win the other night, but the eight to four loss was. Even when they got behind so much, I think it was seven to one at one point. They scored three goals, made it seven to four, and it made you start—I wouldn't say dreaming, but made you go, "Could we be witnessing history? Could we see somebody <laughs> overcome a, a seven to one deficit and win a game?" Of course, it didn't happen, but still, the the fact that they showed life after being blown out as much as they were the first period and a half or so, or whatever it was. That gave me optimism going into uh, going into Tuesday night, dude. What about you? Yeah, um, it it certainly did. The way the way that team tried to continue getting to their game and scoring goals and just couldn't be put away was was encouraging to me. Even though it was an eight to four loss and it was a rough game and probably one of the worst performances we had seen all season long from the Hurricanes, it was still a game where. New Jersey was never able was never really able to put them away, and and I and I thought that was insane. I thought that was crazy. Um, it just it, it says a lot about about the resiliency of this team, and and how and how good they are. And and even though a lot of the media loves to talk about how the Canes don't have any depth, uh, I, I think they're proving everybody wrong in that regard. Oh, they definitely have with the injuries that they've had. Uh, to be able to still play at this high of a level, uh, Paul, it's just it's blown my mind when you consider that. And I can never say it. Tur- 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 say his name for me. Turbine. Yeah, thank you. Turbine. And Zvechnikov out. I mean, dude, if that typically happens, and I'm not just talking about in hockey, you lose two of – that's two of their best five players, right? Maybe two of their best four players. Many teams do that. They'd be lucky to even be in the playoffs. But uh, anyway, just very pleased with that. Hey, dude, i, I got to totally switch lanes on you just for a second because uh, Linda and I, we watched uh, – we got we caught up on the last two episodes of Ted Lasso last night. And I realize it, it, I've been trying to figure out who Roy Kent reminded me of. And I love him, by the way, you know, his whole character. Yeah. Tell me he doesn't remind you of Rod Brendamore to a point. Think about it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A and little I'm not bit. just talking Very... about the way they look. I mean, I'm talking about their, yeah. you know, can you, <laughs> and I know Roy Kent and the character Roy Kent on Ted Lasso, he's a little out there and he's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, can be vile sometimes, but dude, can you not see Rod Brandemore, you know, when there are no cameras around wearing his guys out and, uh, dude, we've often said he's the toughest guy on the team. It's the same way with, uh, AFC Richmond that Roy Kent yeah. is, uh, the toughest guy. Dude, is there a player on the Carolina hurricanes that would challenge Rod Brendamore to a fight? No. And there's not many players on the Carolina hurricanes and, and, and the players are very upfront about this. There's not many players that can outwork him in the gym. Wow. He, he I, I firmly believe that he could he could lace up some skates right now and <laughs> and, and keep pace with some of these guys. Hundred percent. He's 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 interesting and incredible. That would be something if, say, we get down a player or two. I don't know what the NHL rules are, but say we just something bad, bad. I'm talking about here in the playoffs, dude. Something bad, bad happens and uh we we get we lose like three players. Say two players hit heads and we lose another player, and then 
uh, coming out in the third period. Rod Brindamore to number 17. Wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? That would be cool. That would be fun. Him and him and Justin Williams just skate out there for all time's sake. That would that would be really cool. What do you think, honestly? Do, oh, are you going to be at PNC tonight? I, I will not be. Uh, oh, I got to get packed. That'll be the first game you've missed, isn't it? It it will be. I I got to get packed tonight, and we got to be at the airport pretty early uh, to head up to, to New York for this wedding this weekend. Dude, how many weddings a year do you go to, dude? This is the first one. The first one <laughs> in a long time. Uh, and the last one that we actually have planned until I guess there is one next month for, for my cousin Cameron. Yeah, man. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun too. But, uh, I was just wondering, dude, I know last year, I think you went to like 13 or 14 last year, right? <laughs> what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Whittington, our Ray, again, if someone's tuning in right now, Paul, I, you know, say a regular listener is turning, tuning in right now and they're hearing you, they're jumping around and, you know, dancing in their car. Cause they're like, Oh my God, it's Friday. It, it's not Friday. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Paul, our regular uh, Friday guest joining us today, uh, because you just heard him say he's going to be on a plane actually during the show tomorrow. So, uh, uh, Shane Albee, our regular Thursday guest graciously, uh, swapped his position today with Paul. So we could get Paul in because we had to talk Carolina hurricanes, wanted to get some MLB talk in. And now wait a minute, uh, anything else on the, may a uh, prediction, give me a prediction for tonight's, uh, game five hurricanes game. Oh, the Canes close it out. No doubt about it. What kind of score are you thinking? Another blowout or we're going to have a final yeah, it's, it's close game be, in this series? Yeah. No, no, there's, there's not going to be a close game in this series. Even if we go all the way to seven games, which I hope doesn't happen, there's never going to be a close game in this series. Uh, I'll take the game tonight. Uh, we'll call it six to two. I like it. So you're actually letting them have two goals in a loss because they've only scored one in their three losses yeah. so far. I like it. Okay, there you go. So that wraps up a Hurricanes talk. Let's get over to NASCAR. And, uh, yeah, uh, I uh, – I got, oh, wait a minute. I got to tell you this. Jason Bryant just jumped in and he, it's a message to you. Are you ready? This is awesome. Let's have it. Jason said, <laughs> this is awesome. Tell Paul, you better not stream the show tomorrow on the airplane. Okay. Said so doesn't <laughs> want you to get kicked off uh, the plane with Shane's loud voice and high energy coming through your headphones. <laughs> I know you've got those sweet, sweet noise canceling uh, Apple Pro Pods or whatever they call them. Like you, you talked me into getting. I love mine, by the way. But dude, don't do it because even with those noise canceling, you'll probably get thrown off the plane if you stream uh, Shane tomorrow. Okay. Uh, okay. Duly noted. <laughs> also, Jason, you have my number. You. You don't have to send these messages through Brian. <laughs> well, he knows I'll read it on the air and you're you're see, you're a broadcast professional, unlike myself. My ADD, uh, if someone messages me something I'm in the middle of doing a, a read, I'll uh, I'll jump away from it and uh, read whatever's in front of me. Oh <laughs> here's you ready for this one? Let's have it. Paul said or uh, Jason said, Don't tell me how to do my job, Paul. <laughs> is that not a very Paulian thing to say? I love it. I love it. Dude, that good, is so good awesome. One. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, dude, we've talked about it all week. I, I, I might as well get your two cents worth on it, on that staged fight between uh, Noah Gregson. It was not staged. That's my two cents. <laughs> stop. 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 It wasn't staged. Okay, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Mark. I'm not even going to give you a chance to finish your thought. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told Mark. 
you you think about all the fights that have happened recently. Um, you, you think about Kyle Larson and, and Bubba Wallace going at it uh, last year. Um, Nate, pick any fight, pick any moment, and and just they overuse the promos. They take that moment, they turn it into a promo for the next race, for for next year's race at that track or whatever. If if you're going to do that, if you're going to try to manufacture someone like that, you're not going to get Noah Gragson, who has significantly underperformed this year, and get him to go after Ross Chastain, especially with all the enemies that Ross Chastain has. You're going to get a Denny Hamlin. You're going to get a Kyle Busch. You're, you're going to figure out how to get some personality out of Chase Elliott, whatever. You are not going to say, you know what? A guy that consistently runs 20th or worse is our guy for this. Not going to happen. Okay. May I retort? I know you see. I know you see the tap on the shoulder. The tap maybe on that's the, the guy. That's that's maybe the official going. Hey, let me talk to you before. Oh, never mind. You're gone, dude. He tapped. He's standing there, just standing by, waiting for the producer of the fight to say, "Okay, go ahead, go after him now." That's exactly what happened, dude. And I, I don't know, man. Dude, I, I love given, you. Given, you've, you've turned me I'll, back. I'll play into it for a minute. I'll play into it for a minute. Maybe he knows Noah Gragson's going to go over there and fight him. So the so the TV guy goes, hold on, let us get our cameras on it first. So he agrees to stand by, but no, not staged. Yeah, that I, would be that would be slightly different than staged. I'll tell you this, Paul Whittington, I love you, and I and I do, I tremendously respect. <laughs> no, and I hear me, let me finish. Yeah. I tremendously respect you when it comes to sports knowledge and all that, dude. I mean, and I really do. You are right, dude. You are right 49 out of 50 times, dude, and you really are. This is one you're wrong on, dude. I mean, you really are. I mean, I, you can't convince me. I mean, you really cannot convince me. And on top of it, too, they didn't even have a, an encounter during the race, and I didn't even know that until I was listening to your boy Dave Moody on Sirius XM, and he was one that pointed out. And, dude, he thinks it was a little staged. He was arguing. Dave sure. Moody, who works for yep. NASCAR, was – you know, was uh, advancing the notion that, uh, or promoting the notion that uh, that it was staged. Uh, he said, "Why would he? Why would Noah Gregson even do that? They didn't even. They broke down the race in the show that I listened to a couple of days ago and said he didn't even have an encounter with him the entire time. Well, okay. It was just go ahead. Go so, ahead. There, there, there was a moment on I believe it was the last lap. So first of all, the two the two did have a run in at Talladega. I don't remember the exact specifics, but they did have a run in at Talladega. Going back to, to Sunday, uh, coming off of like, I think it was turn two, Noah Gragson got into the wall while running beside Ross Chastain. And Noah Gragson believed that Ross Chastain did not give him enough room to get out of the corner cleanly. Ross Chastain, I'll, I'll, I'll be on Ross Chastain's side this time, gave him all the room in the world. He he left a full lane off the off the off the wall for Noah Gragson to drive. He gave him plenty of room. Noah Gragson felt like he got squeezed and decided to get a little emotional and heated after the race. Well, I tell you what, uh, what what's and I'm not I can't <laughs> say the word obviously, but it's the mess around and find out. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say that now that part of it, <laughs> I tell you what, when he took those knuckles to the, to the, to the dome, 
Uh, I think he realized that. I think he found out at that point. How's that? Yeah, they, they better be lucky. Uh, <laughs> someone was there holding Noah Gregson back because that dude is he, – he, he can be a little little bit of a hothead at times, and, and things can get interesting with old Noah. Well. I, uh, again, it was a stage fight, but, and here's what bothered me the most, dude. Uh, and Mark and I talked about this on Monday's show and I, I can't believe I'm talking this much about this. And we've already given way too many minutes to this week, but this is what bothers me, dude. You, and I, dude, you, Paul Whittington, you've turned me back into a NASCAR fan. Heck, we're going to be in North Wilkesboro next weekend. I can't wait. We're going to do the show next Friday, live from uh, Galax, Virginia next week. Very excited about that. But this is what bothers me. And I my go-to for sports news is ESPN.com, for better or for worse. I feel like they do a pretty good job there. But NASCAR all season long, and I'm telling you this, uh, Paul, because I do this when, I'm, when I show prep for you when you come on on Fridays with me. I'll go to ESPN.com and I'll be like, where's the NASCAR news? You can't find it anywhere. Dude, you got to go like three or four pages in to get to NASCAR on ESPN, and it bothers me. It really does. It bugs me to death, dude. But then they have a fight, and it's the number two thing on NASCAR or on uh, ESPN.com, dude. So I guess my point, and I don't know what point I'm trying to make other than it takes a fight to put e- uh, to put NASCAR on ESPN.com, dude. Yeah, that's. That's ESPN doing ESPN things. Yeah. I, I I don't know how to fix that. Um, I w- I would love to fix that, but um, it's yeah, heard heard loud and clear. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> hey, but we got to talk about some uh, we got to talk about some throwback. We do, cards we do but another message has come in this time from Jacques Passeleg. Okay, he wants to know: Are right. you riding under an eighteen wheeler? Because it is. It's coming in a little. You're you're coming in a little bit. Uh, uh, when I'm talking, it sounds like uh, you are riding under an eighteen wheeler. So Jacques wanted to know that. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's maybe it's just maybe the environment that I'm in this morning. I'm at my office. Oh, there you go. But yeah, it is. It's good, but it's all right. It's all right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about Darlington this week, man. I mean, goodness gracious alive. It's, it's, uh, what do they call it? Fallback throwback weekend in Darlington. You've been sending me and thank you, dude. You've been sending me as we've been sitting here talking these paint schemes and we've got to start with America's driver, Joey Logano and the red, white, and blue pencil, uh, paint scheme for, uh, for the race on, uh, uh, for the race on Sunday, dude, this is gorgeous. This is absolutely yeah. freaking gorgeous. It, well, I said red, white, and blue. It's technically it's blue, white, and red, but with the Penzol on the back uh, on the back of it with the shell on it, dude. Uh, that's a sexy looking car, dude. It is. It's a, it's a throwback to Mark Donahue's AMC Matador uh, that that is all over the walls at at Penske Penske Racing in their in their shop. Uh, this is this is my second favorite car. Uh, a Legato car in, in the throwback. Yeah, yeah, in, in a Legato car. This thing is is clean. I'll start with my third favorite. Uh, <laughs> Chase Elliott throwing it back to yeah. This is this is one of the few times that Joey Logano comes out of Chase Elliott ahead of anything in my mind. But uh, <laughs> Chase Elliott throwing it back to his father's uh, number nine Dodge oh, car that, that he drove for Abraham Motorsports. Um, I, I thought it was really cool that we finally get a connection paint scheme between Bill Elliott and, and Chase Elliott. The, the Chase Elliott throwback schemes 
there's a lot you can do, and they have just been massive swing and misses uh, through, throughout his career of doing throwback schemes. This one, uh, the Joey Logano one, my, my second favorite, this one has to be uh, the best throwback scheme that he has ever done, uh, maybe that Ford has ever done. Uh, this, this car just absolutely looks incredible. I hate that I'm not going to get to see it on the racetrack on, on Sunday. My favorite car, and and it's maybe a little bit of a homo pick here, but back when NASCAR had their 50th anniversary for the All-Star race, Jeff Gordon ran what became known as the Chrome Illusion car. Yep. Um, and, and I absolutely love that car. I had that, I had the die cast of that and here we are for the 75th anniversary. And if you look at that car, it had the, the kind of different color rainbow at the top with the DuPont logo and then the 50th anniversary logo underneath it, and then the Chevrolet logo. And they brought that back perfectly. This one, DuPont became Exalta, DuPont, uh, automotive finishes became Exalta paint. Uh, they had the Exalta logo up there on the rainbow the 75th anniversary logo, and then the Chevrolet bow tie. Uh, this, this car looks almost just like the car that, that Jeff Gordon ran, wow, 25 years ago. Wow. Uh, pr- pretty incredible to think about, but uh, well well done by by William Byron in the 2014. Yeah, you know what I'm getting ready to complain about, though, right? The number position. The number, you know yeah. What? If yeah. you're going to do a throwback weekend, dude, come on, man. Just do the put the number in the position. I think that's uh, what I like about the 22. Uh, look at it. And you're right, that pen. And I sent it to uh, Jacques, too, so Jacques, check that out. Uh, it, the, Yeah, it's up a little bit closer, but it's more in the yeah. middle, you know? Mm-hmm. Even the nine, I'll give you, dude. I mean, but, see, that's a better reminder to me when I see that nine with the the flames coming off of it at the t- at the top right part of the nine, yeah. Be- because that was uh, when Bill Elliott forsook uh, forsaken or how do you say it? Good God, help me hear with my English. Ford and went left Ford. He when he left yeah. Ford. There you go. That's the easiest way to say it. And so when I see that nine looking like that, it hurts my heart though, Paul. Because I mean that yeah. that is. Uh, the, the flames coming out of there showing how fast he got away from Ford. And I, I, I've had trouble, dude. I can't, I can't forget. And I love Bill Elliott and that's my, my childhood favorite racer and everything. But dude, I, I've never forgiven him for leaving Ford, dude. Well, you know, sometimes drivers leave because their, their contracts just run up and, and they don't have a deal. And I don't remember the exact circumstances with him, but it had to have been something similar, right? No, you, it was money. No, no, nope, nope, no. Nope. Really? It came down to money. Uh, mm-hmm. Dodge, you know, Dodge was trying to make a splash. Remember, that was Dodge's yeah. first uh, uh, foray into NASCAR. Well, since, you know, the I guess the 60s and 70s and all that. But uh, th- that was their first foray getting back into uh, NASCAR. And the biggest name, the you know, the most popular driver, Bill Elliott, let's get him. And they threw so much money at him. To, and hey, this is where I do forgive Bill a little bit, I guess, is they threw so much money at him, Paul, that he couldn't say no to it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, it's fair, but it still hurts me. Not, not the best. No, yeah, not the, not the best, but. Yeah. Yeah, I there you understand. go. Paul Whittington on here with us for just a couple more minutes as we wrap up. Again, Darlington, a very, very special race. Uh Hey, what did you do? What did you end up doing with your tickets? Cause didn't you buy tickets to this? Yeah, I had tickets to it. And then after buying the tickets, uh, we have a friend that gets engaged and they set a wedding date and then all of a sudden they can't go. Um, so they're Scott, one of Scott's friends, 
uh, has the tickets for this weekend. I don't know if Scott's going to go yet or not. I don't know if he's decided, but yeah, one of his friends has the tickets. So what you're saying is, if I wanted to buy one of those tickets, I could probably go, right? Yeah, yeah, you probably could. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Scott's going. You're going to end up there with one of uh, Scott's friends and and whoever he's taking the race. But but yeah, you could. You're uh. right. Hey, it's Mother's Day. You think I could? Uh, it's Mother's Day, dude, and you're going to be in New York. What what, what are you going to do for Linda for Mother's Day, dude? I want to be very clear. I did not plan anything for this weekend. <laughs> I'm very clear about that. But hey, I think it was Mother. It was Mother's Day last year when when we went to the race at Darlington, and yeah, when we, Joe Logano won the race, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because because he decided to wreck somebody. I'm just kidding. I actually. Actually, the more I've thought about it, the more I'm okay with that move because you're coming to the white flag. Yeah. It's time to go. And that's and the same reason that I don't have a problem with the move that Denny Hamlin put on Kyle Larson. Denny Hamlin, to Denny Hamlin's credit, he tried for the better part of 20 laps to get around them cleanly. And then they took the white flag. At that point, in my mind, all bets are off. You've tried to get around them cleanly. It didn't work. So you get the bumper to them and you move them. And, and then you go around him. And Kyle Larson made a brilliant save to, to salvage a second-place finish. I think that's a little different than if Denny Hamlin has not tried to pass him cleanly and with 20 laps to go, he throws the bumper at him and, and drives around him. That I don't like. Yeah. Well, to hear you say anything nice about uh, uh, Joey Logano, it, it is, dude. I feel like it is. You know what? But I wonder. It's weird because, uh, you know, you're on a day earlier than you typically are. Uh, I feel like doo doo. I mean, it's just, uh, I, it just, I, I feel like I'm almost dreaming or hallucinating right now. Okay. I guess I need to give you a winner for this weekend. You do. You absolutely do. What do you anticipate? Going to be some beautiful cars out there at Darlington, yeah. all these different, uh, you know, all these different paint schemes and throwback paint schemes. It's going to be just a fun time. You and I and Scott did it last year with the Bowie brothers and everybody. We had a blast mm -hmm. last year. Uh, I kind of wish I was going this year, but you know what? Hey, we'll be in North Wilkesboro next weekend, dude. We're, we're going to have a blast there next weekend. But, uh, so who do you have? Are we going to have a Logano repeat this weekend? Nope. Nope. William Byron gets his vengeance and goes to victory lane at Darlington. He was so close last year in that, in that awesome, uh, flames throwback to, to Jeff Gordon. He's going to take the Chrome illusion car to victory lane. Uh, in in the Goodyear 400 on Sunday, that team that team's been fast all season long. They've they've looked great. They're they're going to victory lane on Sunday. There you go. So that's Paul Whittington, uh, who is going to his uh, 23rd wedding over the last couple of years this weekend. He's going to miss Darlington because of that. But you know what? Hey, where is the wedding, dude? Like, where at? New is it New York? Is it in the city or upstate? Or where are you going? Uh, it's upstate. We're going to be in kind of the Rochester, Buffalo area. Um, we're, the, the actual wedding is at a winery, I think about an hour and a half away from the Rochester airport, which is where we're flying to. Okay. Well, sounds good, dude. Well, listen, have fun, be safe because next week, eight days from now, not seven days from now, from eight days from now, when we're doing the Brian Hanks show live, from uh from the, the Hampton Inn in Galax, Virginia, dude. Are you excited <laughs> for that? Cannot wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> it's going to be fun, man. Dude, 
Thank you so much. Safe travels. And, uh, Hey, we'll, we'll, uh, next time, next time I see you live, we'll be, uh, well, I guess I was about to say we'll be on gay like time. That's not true. Cause I'll, you'll be, I'll be riding with you from Garner up there, but you know what I mean? Okay. As long as, as long as we're not on Wilkes County time, cause I hear they tell time differently. Up there. <laughs> You've been listening to John and Jonathan too much, dude. I can't wait, man. <laughs> I cannot wait. I last thing I gotta tell you this. Dude, I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to give you my credit card and my debit card and all cash because I'm probably going to come back with about a thousand dollars worth of gear, dude. I'm not even joking, dude. That website they sent out yesterday, I was looking at it and dude, oh, I'm like, oh my God, I want that hat. Oh my God, I want that t-shirt. Oh my God, I want that sign to put in my man cave, dude. I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to spend a lot of money in North Wilkesboro next week. Okay. Brian's going to come back looking like the last pick in the draft, y'all. <laughs> All <Yeah>. that gear. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Dude, you rock, man. Thank you so much. Have a safe – have a fun weekend, okay? Give give Sam a hug yeah. for us. I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll see you soon. There you go. That's Paul Whittington, uh, and that wraps up our first hour of today's Brian Hank Show. Coming up here in just a few moments, Robert Kravitz from Arundel Parrot Academy. David Combs from South Lenore High School as they're both getting ready for the playoffs on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.